0: Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. That's right. Welcome in to On the Block. He is Husker Hall of Famer Eric Strickland on Twitter at ESTRICK20. I am not Nate, I'm Austin. Finishing up uh, my first week on the job here. Strick, we're happy to have you back. Uh, it's been, we missed you yesterday. Rico and I did our best to hold it down. He did win shootout, but uh, I'm glad to have you back. How are you doing after your travels? They were asking if you were around,
1: how you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown. The FAA totally dropped the ball. That's what and... I was hearing. It was going crazy. Yeah, and so we were literally at the gate, I, uh, me and my nephew was in the lounge, in the admiral's lounge for American Airlines, and as we were about to go to the gate, and the, the, the gentleman was like, yeah, there's no flights moving, there's nobody boarding right now, so forth and so on. The FAA had, I guess, um, uh, it's some important information that the pilots need to know uh, runway closures, uh to know any changes if they need to reroute to a new airport there's there's information that came from them that needs to be pulled by the pilots and so there were some pilots that went out to the tarmac got stuck we just basically sat on the plane for probably a good hour and a half finally got released right before they had to uh uh you know you know they have a time frame before obviously they can't go anymore right before that man so Man, Pete Buttigieg and all them, man, y'all <laughs> blowing it, man. Y'all had me sitting <laughs> on the doggone, man, two hours extra uh, uh, flying back from London. But other than that, we at least made it. We got back, and so we're here safe. So it's good to go.
0: Air travel isn't as hard as that. At least it shouldn't be.
1: Man, it was crazy. And listen, it was good that at least we we were we were in business class. So at least you got to lay your lay lay down a little bit and close your eyes. So that was that was the cool thing about it. <laughs> at least it's I true. got to sleep yeah uh, so it was cool
0: did you ever have any of those like nightmare travel stories back when you were playing flying all across the country or is it pretty smooth for the most part
1: no man we did have some we had some uh some crazy stories I, I remember one time uh we were flying back and at that time we 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 had a um a modified um md-80 uh, McDonnell douglas from american and um we're flying and, and we were hitting air pockets. I mean, we're drop, dropping thousands of feet oh. and it was crazy. And it was so much that we, we had to divert to Oklahoma city. And in our diversion, we ended up, a lot of us were like, listen, uh, we're not getting back on that plane. I don't <laughs> so like a that. lot of us got, we got limos and drove from Oklahoma city down to Dallas. We are like, we're not having that. There's, we're not doing that. So. Oh, that my. was probably the craziest uh, that I've had to do. I mean, the air pockets were crazy. We we're dropping and, and swaying, and I, we we're like, yeah, no, that's enough. That's enough. Uh,
0: that's, that's bad enough for thing. anyone on just any flight, but y'all are NBA players. I mean, you're supposed to have the best planes that don't have to deal with that stuff. And here you are, driving then from Oklahoma right. City, pre-NBA town, Oklahoma City, back to Dallas. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's exactly how we had to do it, but it's all good now, I mean. We're good to go. Um, we made it. So that's all I can I can say.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of made it, who's made the best uh, food for the soul in Lincoln? Mary Ellen's. They sponsor our show. Big shout out to Charles and the crew. All sorts of good stuff over there. Uh, Rico and I talked about it yesterday. Charles, he's going to get – uh Eric, he's, he's going to get me on the wings. He said he likes the ribs and the wings that I've never had at Mary Ellen's.
1: Mm, yeah, you need to go get those. Absolutely. I've stuck with the brisket. You're, you're going to like – Hey, listen, the spaghetti's phenomenal, too.
0: Really? Right. You need okay. to try that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okay, I'll do that. So you need big, to try that. Big shout out to Mary Ellen's. Thanks to uh, Charles and the crew for all the good food they put out and for sponsoring our show. What do we got coming up here on the block? We heard from a couple of Nebraska assistant coaches, EJ Barthel and Evan Cooper, running backs coach and defensive backs coach, respectively. will get to a little bit of what they said. Strick, you sent this to me yesterday, John Calipari's future at Kentucky, looking a little murky. We'll get into that next segment before the shootout. Uh, we'll talk some NBA. We'll also t- chat NFL playoffs with Andrew Alex. But first, Strick, the thing I think that's maybe the biggest news, figuratively and literally, is Walter Rouse's commitment to Nebraska. Starts 39 games at left tackle for Stanford. Nebraska's in a recruiting battle with all sorts of schools who want to services. Iowa in that mix, Oklahoma in that mix, schools that have more recent success than Nebraska. But as I look at 6'6", 318-pound Walter Rouse, that to me is a starting left tackle next season.
1: Yeah, listen, um, first of all, one of the things that I love about what's, what, what Matt Rule and his staff is doing to include the keeping of Donovan Riola. Mm-hmm. okay? What I love about it is he's staying true to form to everything that I heard him say in his press conference when he arrived in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I love everything he's doing to include, include his, his uh, recruiting pipeline, what he was going to do in the transfer portal. We knew he was going to have some activity in the transfer portal, but I like that he's going after linemen. What is one of the weakest spots that Nebraska had this year was was that position. Mm -hmm. Everybody has been so focused, so laser focused on the skilled positions that they've been missing out on the area that you, you need to shore up in order to get the ball or to hand the ball or to make sure you move the ball down the field, and that's with the line, both on the defensive and the offensive side. So um, I love that he's going out there, and whatever he's saying and whatever he's selling, whatever he's telling is is phenomenal because he's landed. He's beaten Iowa in this one. Mm-hmm. He went out and beat Iowa and I think, what who else? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's that's a win. When you talk about re- regional recruiting, that's a win for that caliber former four-star in 2018. So, high-caliber guy, probably high IQ guy, your tackle position was a weak spot both on the right and the left. So now, depending on what happens with Perhasca, we just don't we do not know. We don't know how the injuries are uh, going to uh, add up for him. It's been multiple times. It's always uh, hard to come back from it's a mental thing too that he's gonna have to overcome um so we don't know what's gonna happen and the fact that he can play both sides is yes. a tremendous is a tremendous gift
0: absolutely I think I would prefer him at left tackle. Obviously, I'm not Matt Rule. I'm not Donovan Raiola. Wherever his skill set fits best is where they should use him.
1: I love him on the weak side. Love him on the weak side. Absolutely. That's that. We looks... don't have a left. We don't have a left hand quarterback. It, no. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> right. So I like him on the. I like him with that veteran experience, that kind of experience. And you got to understand too, Austin, that the Pac-12 is a very pass heavy, very pass laden. Um, you know, uh, pass laden. Mm-hmm. Uh, a conference, mm-hmm. so to get him on that left side to shore that up would be a big
0: help. Absolutely, for passing the ball in Stanford, very similar to a lot of like old school Big Ten teams. So they have a little pro style, but they run the ball effectively too, which is what Matt Rule was talking about. You get two transfers from the Pac-12 on the line. Uh, Rouse, you get that commitment last night, but earlier you get Ben Scott, who will play center. I think those two spots are pretty well
1: solidified. We, need we needed that mm-hmm. because when we when we lost Cam Jurgens like i was worried that to have an inexperienced center mm-hmm. there's nothing like having an experienced center somebody who can make the calls make the shifts understand you know where the blitzes are coming you know to be able to make those reads need a good center so anytime we can land, especially out of look you don't normally austin get good players out of the good linemen usually for nebraska mm-hmm. we're usually not the first choice no for for, for landing those type and that caliber of, of player, especially veteran. And normally you don't get them. You get skilled players. You can get some skill players out, out of the portal usually. But to get some solid linemen out of the portal, great win.
0: It's huge for any school, but especially Nebraska. You look at their, their targets in Rouse, in Scott, and then the uh, Ajani Cornelius, who ends up going to Oregon. So many good linemen are out there. So few of them ever enter the transfer portal. So when those guys get in, those top schools are on them almost immediately. And so for Nebraska to win two of those three recruiting battles at probably the two most important positions on the offensive line, Strick, that's awesome and speaks volumes to me about this coaching staff. Like you said, staying on message and having something good to sell to these kids.
1: Yes, having something to sell. I don't know what he's selling. But whatever it is, they buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are they are buying that stock and they're buying it in droves because it's unusual. So 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 the message, the vision, um, maybe some nil. I mean, I don't know, Could but be. whatever it is, mm-hmm. they they sell it and they buy it. So that's uh, I, I'm 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 impressed. I am impressed. Um, you know, he's ranked the number thirty four tackle nationally and the number four overall recruit in D.C. Ben Scott was. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Rouse Rouse is from uh, Silver Springs, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Tough, rugged space. You know, they get in there, they get physical. Um, I love it, man. I love the fact that you get this caliber of player, man, in the system. You know, I'm surprised he went that far west. That he was able to get that <laughs> far west, to be honest. But Stanford is a very uh, is a tough school. You, you know, they have mm-hmm. they have like Northwestern type of uh, big time. entrance, big time. you know, you know, ways to get in. So it's not easy to get into Stanford. You. You know, so you know he's a smart kid. You know that. You got to be to to go there. Absolutely. Last
0: thing on the offensive line, if you look at the additions of Scott, who will man center, and then Rouse at most likely left tackle. Strict to me, that gives other guys the ability to play more natural positions. Turner Corcoran was the left tackle last year once Teddy Prohaska went down. I think he's better inside. If he can switch to guard full time, that could be huge for Turner Corcoran in his career. If you assume uh, yeah. Nuri Weely comes back strong at left guard, you slot yeah. Turner Corcoran in at right guard, and then you have maybe Bryce Benhart, maybe Ezra Miller takes a step up. Doesn't really matter, but I think these two additions are huge for Turner Corcoran's future in particular.
1: For sure, no, you, you, there's nothing even to add to that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I definitely think Corcoran's better on the inside. I don't, I don't. He struggles. His footwork just isn't there for me on the outside. You have to have tremendous footwork on the outside. Great length to be able to, you know, make sure that those those uh, the different moves, whether it be spin moves, whether it be you know shoulder dips, whether it be you know getting your hands off, or 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 you know different types of techniques that they use on the outside. Speed rushes, bull rushes. You have to be you have to be solid and be able to respond and, re- and, and react. If your footwork's not good, you're going to get beat.
0: Plain and simple. We'll see if we can get to uh, some of what uh, EJ Barthel and Evan Cooper had to say. But coming up next segment, is there trouble in Lexington? Kentucky and John Calipari scuffling a little bit. Has not been the prettiest product out of the Wildcats. With Chris Beard's uh, situation down at Texas, is Coach Cal a candidate to leave for Texas? Does Kentucky fire him? How does that work out? What's going on uh, inside Rupp Arena? This is On the Block. I'm Austin. He's Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket.